Blog Talk Radio.
welcome to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Father God, we submit and give the next two hours to you. Father, have your way in this broadcast. Lord, we take our hands off of it and declare, Father, this is yours. It belongs to you, Father. It's for your glory. It's for your honor, Lord. Not that any man would ever receive praise. Not that any name would be exalted except for the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we lift up every listener right now, Lord. Father, asking that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Holy Spirit, wherever they're at, Lord, touch them right now. In your name, Father. Open their spiritual ears, Father. Open their spiritual eyes, Lord. Give them discernment to recognize your presence, Father, to recognize your leading, to recognize the move of your hand in their life, Father. Let them recognize your voice, Father. For you said, my sheep know my voice, and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Father, if there's anybody um, who's listening tonight, whether they're listening live, Father, or they're listening by the Archon, Father, anyone who has any kind of infirmity, any kind of sickness, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the name that is above every name, by the word of God that declares by your stripes they are healed, Jesus. Right now, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we ask and command complete and total healing over every part of their body right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up um, Sanadio, who is looking for a job, Father. Lord, we ask in your name, Father, that you are, and declare that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Lord, that you would bring her to the place of grace, Father. Bring her into a place of divine favor and in your will, Lord, lead her and guide her to the job that you have established for her. Father, for Jonathan in Detroit, Lord, who has just received a new job, Father, Lord, we continue to ask for blessing, Father. We continually ask for favor for him, Lord. Lord, that you would make your way known to him, Lord. Father, for Helen from Maryland, Lord, who is um, needing um, wisdom concerning um, college, Father, you said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, Father. So, Lord, in your name, Father, we ask that you would give her abundance of wisdom, Father, and abundance of discernment and words of knowledge, Father, as far as your plan for her life. Lord, your word declares that a man will plan his ways, but the Lord will direct his steps. And you said the steps of a righteous are ordered by the Lord, Father. You said your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, Father. So, Lord, open your word to her, Holy Spirit. Bring the word alive to her, Father, and give her direction, Lord. So tonight, um, we're going to spend a whole lot of time worshiping the Lord Jesus. Um, we're going to spend some time in the Word. Um, if you need prayer for anything, once again, please give us a call. And we'll pray with you on air, off air. If you can't make it to a phone, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. I am your co-host, Sean Holmberg. We'll be joined in um, about 30 minutes by Christopher Herzog. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer from any, for anything whatsoever, please give us a call. Um, um, <laughs> wow. Praise Jesus. You know, at times I wonder um, when we do these broadcasts um, where the Holy Spirit's going to lead the broadcast and what he's going to say through the broadcast um, because we always make it our aim um, to always um, let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us in everything we do. And um, honestly, um, this broadcast isn't church. Um, It's not like a church, and we're not... um, Formal whatsoever um, We don't plan for the broadcast We don't um, for the most part um, Have anything Written out or organized um, Even though some people say we should But we found that If we just um, Get on every night um, And let the Holy Spirit do pretty much Whatever he wants to do It usually turns out pretty well um, Whether that be praying for people Who get healed or people getting saved or whatever. Um, and, and I don't say that to boast about me and Chris, because, you know, um, Paul said that he was considering himself the worst of all Christians. And I think um, me and Chris both separately in our own lives have Paul completely beat as far as our walks with the Lord, as far as the experiences of our life. Um, so... You know, I always, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. I always sort of am skeptical in my spirit as far as what to say on these broadcasts because heaven, we don't want to offend anybody because um, we like it when people listen to us. But we do know that at times people are going to get offended, um, and there's no way around that. Um, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe that he's the only way to salvation. And, um We believe the word of God Um, And I could go through a long list Of what we believe and don't believe And um, It would all come back down to What the scripture says Um, But we operate in grace Um, Me and Chris both live a life of Exceedingly Abundant grace that We don't deserve Um, But that's what grace is Grace is the unmerited favor of God Poured out into our lives um, and into your lives um, Because we know that God is gracious We know that He is a loving, forgiving And um, gracious God Who looks over our sins Forgives our sins um, Through the blood of Jesus Who has granted us access Into His presence Through the death and life Of His Son Jesus Christ Um in our relationships with the Lord and our experiences with the Lord um, aren't the type that we're taught in Sunday school and in um, Bible studies. Um, though I went to a Christian college um, for a little bit, um, not too long, I never graduated. Um, but it was real life experiences with the Lord. Um, the ups, the downs, the failures, the the joyful moments. Um, usually there was a lot more non-joyful moments than joyful ones. Um, but all um, to develop a relationship with him, to know him, um, to know his voice, to know his heart, 
because in the end, that's all that matters is knowing the heart of the Father, being able to say um, when you stand before him, when that day comes, that you know him and that he isn't a stranger to you. And I fear, I deeply fear there's far too many who will stand before the Lord Jesus that day and um, not even be able to recognize him, and um, which is a horrible thing. Um, because men make it their aim to please themselves and not to please God, and they make it their aim to seek after glory when the only glory there is is the glory that belongs to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Um, and so um, I have something I want to read. Um, it's a chapter out of Jeremiah, and it's not like the fluffy, nice, happy chapter um, that people normally read. Um, but, you know, to preface it, um, what I'm about to read, um, and hopefully um, I follow in the grace of God that this is the direction he wants to go tonight, at least for this first hour, is that um, I have a lot of um, Christian friends and acquaintances um, from here from here in the United States all the way to Israel. And um, in my emails, I constantly, for the last... Um, I would say five, six years, get constant warnings from people who are prophetic um, and hear the voice of the Lord. Um, and, you know, everybody hears the voice of the Lord differently. Um, and not to discount anybody's gifts or anybody's relationships with the Lord, but everybody does hear the Lord differently. Everybody, it says we see in part and we know in part, but when that which is complete comes, we'll see fully, um, when, which means pretty much when we see him, then everything will be revealed because um, we'll see him as he really is. And, you know, um, for the last um, five years, I've received constant warnings about um, um, death, destruction, um, horrible tragedies befalling um, the United States. Um, I sat in a um, church service in the midst of a multiple prophets um, and some people who I dearly and deeply trust in the Lord um, who have all generally um, pointed to the same direction. And, you know, one thing I found out is um, that the Lord never just tells one person anything. The Bible says the Lord does nothing. This is an Amos. The Lord does nothing unless he first reveals it to his servants, to prophets. And um, so multiple have, prophetic people have declared that there is some type of disaster that's going to happen um, in the United States. And um, without going into much detail, um, there's also people out there who say there's peace and harmony coming and everything's going to be kumbaya and wonderful and um, things like that. And, you know, um, I was called to be a prophet when I was just a really young Christian and had absolutely no idea about anything of the Lord. And I am very um, frightened to prophesy over anybody um, because I still consider prophecy holy and sacred, um, just like in the Old Testament, where if you spoke one word and it didn't come from the Lord, um, back then prophets were killed instantly if they spoke a word that didn't come to pass unless it was um, a word for far in the future 
Um, but, you know, speaking on behalf of the living God is a very um, awe, um, a very fearful thing to speak on behalf of the king, um, which is a privilege that we all have because the Bible says in the New Testament that we all can prophesy. We can all hear the voice of the Father. We don't need a high priest to go into the presence of God for us because Jesus made access into the presence of the Father through the veil of his flesh, having abolished the law of ordinance that was against having um, abolished the sin that kept us out of the presence of God. And he has um, declared us righteous and holy in the presence of God the Father. And, you know, there's nothing that any devil in hell or anybody else on the face of the earth can say to you that means anything except for that seal from the Father that says you are righteous and holy and you belong in my presence. And, you know, whatever lies that the enemy may have told you that make you think that you are unworthy to be in the presence of the living God, it is completely contrary to the word of God. Because he says that you are accepted. Jesus said in the scripture, it says that he has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. We are the righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus. We are, by grace we are saved through faith. It's not, a, it's not of your works. It's a gift of God, not of works as any man should boast. Um, because all the glory isn't for us. It's not about what we can do. It's about what he has done. It's about the power of the blood of the cross and not about any kind of power or anything that we can possibly possess. Because if we had any, even the ounce of, of ability to save ourselves, then the Lord Jesus Christ would not have needed to come to the earth in the form of a man um, and to get up on a cross to die for our sins and for the sins of the entire world. Um, that being said... Um, you know, something I was thinking about when the broadcast was starting and um, is that, you know, there's constantly people, even in today's times, who are constantly running here and there um, because they hear, okay, well, there's a move of God going on over there. And let's go over to this place because um, I've heard there's a move of God going over there. And I and I, I've heard through the grapevine that way over on the other side of the world, there's a move of God going on there. And so let's pack up all our stuff and let's go over there because that's where God's at. And I'm here to tell you tonight that it's foolishness and it's rubbish. Not the fact that there may or may not be a move of God going on somewhere, but the fact that you would get up and leave your home to go find the move of God. Because if you want to know, if you want to know where God's moving, he's moving in your own house. He's moving in your midst. He's moving in your presence. And the same anointing of the Holy Spirit that is over in these revivals can exist and can be manifested in your very, in your very household if you're willing to submit to the Father God. If you're willing to lay your life before him and let him use you. If you're willing to allow yourself to become temples and vessels of the Holy Spirit. That same anointing, you know, it's not like they have a different anointing. It's not like there's some people who are super anointed or have super ministry or super callings or whatever else because it's the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead that the Bible says dwells in each and every one of us because it says the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. He is the seal of the Father upon you saying that you belong to Him and you don't need to go to anybody. 
You don't need to seek out the Word of God from someone else. You know, yeah, there are prophets out there, and there are very many prophetic people out there who can give you words in due season when the Lord needs to get you a word. But you know what? If the Lord God needs to get you a word, he will find, he will find a prophet who will walk up to your door to grant to give you the word that he needs to give you. The Lord knows exactly where you're at, and if there's a word that he needs to give you, he will get it to you. You don't have to go search it out. You don't have to go seek it out. What you need to do is get into his presence and hear for yourself. Get into the presence of the Father and let his presence be your guide. Let his presence be your joy because the Bible says in the fullness and the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. It's not in the presence of some amazing church service. It's not in the anointing that you receive somewhere else. Because he's the anointing. If you take his word and you devour it and you put it in your heart, like David said, your word I have hidden in my heart, God, that I will not sin against you. And you set your heart before him, like David said, one thing I have desired, that I may dwell in your house all the days of my life. And you set yourself apart to him. Become sanctified to him. Let him have control over your life. Then you'll see a move of God happen in your own life that far exceeds anything that you could ever go and witness. Because God hasn't called you to be a witness of the miracles and the anointing on someone else's walk and on someone else's ministry. He's called you to be anointed and to have a walk of your own. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, For where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It's the same Holy Spirit that wants to move through you. You know, a five-year-old who knew the Lord, who knows the Lord, could walk in and lay hands on a dead body, speak the words of Jesus to that body and cause it to rise from the dead. A five-year-old could walk into a hospital room, lay hands on the sick, and watch them recover. It doesn't take anything but trusting the Lord to fulfill his word and to do exactly what he said he would do. It's coming to the place to believe the Lord wants to use you, which he does. You know, the disciples um, weren't great men. They weren't the holiest and most righteous men out there. They were tax collectors and fishermen and sinners, and their lives were not the epitome of what people would call perfect and or holy in any respect of the word. But the Lord God chose them. Because he saw that in their heart, when he said, come, they would come. And, you know, that's what the Lord wants to do in your life tonight. He wants you at a place that when he says, come, you'll come. And that's as simple as the gospel gets. He calls, and his voice is going out to the lost. Come into my presence. Be filled. 
come into my presence, be cleansed. And to those of you who believe, come to me. Let me show you my presence. Let me show you and let me shower you with love. But far too often we want to fight against him. We want to have something that we can say we did on our own. And so we hold on to the sin and the guilt and the shame that we don't even deserve to have because he took all of that guilt and his shame and he nailed it to the cross. And he declared, today is the day of righteousness. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day of your new walk. Today is the day for you to let go of the chains that have held you bound for 20 years and to walk in the freedom which I've given you. You know, far too often we ask the Lord to bless us and we ask the Lord to give us things that he's already made available to us. Jesus, the Bible says that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He said, everything the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said, the Holy Spirit will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. Every spiritual blessing is yours. All you have to do, just like with salvation, is reach out and accept it. Accept that he is your provider. Accept that he is your healer. Accept that he is your savior. Accept that he is your deliverer. And lift your hands and praise him. And lift your hands and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the author and the finisher of our faith. Because, you know, people talk about a new day coming. Well, the new day starts right now in your heart. The new day starts right now in your household where you make a decision that this day I'm going to serve the Lord. This day I'm going to submit myself to the Lord. This day I'm not going to hold anything back from the Lord. This day I'm going to let him use me. Because you know the Lord gave you talents to use. And every single one of you have a gift from the Father. You have a special anointing, a special mantle that has been placed on your life by him to reach out and touch the nations. Whether it be a million miles away or whether it be five feet outside your door. The Lord has put you where you are for a reason. Because there's a lost and a hurting world out there that needs to know him. And time is short. Since the day... He departed. He said, I'm coming back. Behold, I come quickly. And while that may not be today, it could be. Or it could be tomorrow. Or it could be 200 years from now. But he's coming quickly. And while we'll see him face to face, the lover of our soul our exceeding great reward. There are those out there that still don't know him. There's still out there those people who are hurting and suffering, and you have the key, you have the answer for them, which is the Lord Jesus. 
you know, Peter walked up to the man outside the temple, and the man was asking for alms because he was hoping that actually just someone would come by and have some kind of compassion on him in the condition he was in. And all he's expecting is for someone to give him a couple quarters or a couple denarii or whatever they had at the time. And But, you know, the Bible says that he does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And so when Peter walked up not having money to give, he said, what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the man got up and walked. And Peter was just a man, like we all are. But he was a man who trusted the Lord. And he knew the word of the Lord. And he knew in whom he had believed. He knew in whom he had placed his trust in and his life in. And there's a world out there in your grasp every minute of every day. There's people out there that you can lay hands on. There's people out there you can pray for. Even if you don't say a word and you just pray for them under your breath or in your head, you can still intercede and move mountains through your faith if you're willing to just take the step of faith and do it. And watch and see what he will do when you're faithful with his word. Mountains will move and nations will shake and kingdoms will topple when you're faithful with his word. When you're willing to hold his word in, in higher regard than your own senses, than your own understanding, than your own expectations. And you're willing to lay all those down for his. And declare that he has a name that is above every name. You know, um, I started off saying that there may be disaster coming, and some people prophesy that there's things, there's disasters coming to the United States, and um, there may be. Um, it doesn't look good, um, but you know, Jesus, also, the Word also says that when they say peace, peace, um, then sudden destruction comes upon them. And, um, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Because we're not here to cower in a corner and wait for the end to come. We're not here to run away from adversity. We're not here to run away from the battle. We're here to stand and boldly proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ until his return. Because that's what the world needs. Our people who are more concerned with them than with their own lives. People who are willing to lay down their lives for those who don't know him. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've passed by people who had a broken leg or a broken arm and I fought within myself wanting to reach out and pray for them. But not completely understanding the word that says he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. There's many times I could have prayed for someone and didn't. And, you know, some of those people may still need healing. 
And, you know, some people wonder, well, if I go and I pray for this person, what if nothing happens? And I would say, well, what happens if you lay hands on a person and pray for them and something does? What happens if the Lord heals them? What if I go talk to someone about the Lord Jesus and they reject me? Well, then you're in good company because they rejected him too. But what if their heart is right? What if they've been waiting and longing and waiting for hope, looking for hope and not having anywhere to turn? And you come along and give them the hope. You give them the truth. You show them Jesus. Today is a day to lay aside the past. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing toward those things which are ahead. I press toward the prize. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number, 619-638-8458. Every day they pass me by I can see
he has been the closest friend I've ever had. And, you know, in the Old Testament, he told Joshua, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he's still saying that today. And he's proved it to me over the last 20 years. Um, as many times as I've run from him, as many times as I've had everything except a walk with him I probably should have had. He's always remained faithful, always remained honest, always remained true to his word. And he has always been more real than anything else in this world. And so I want you to meet my friend Jesus because as strange to some of you as it may sound, he is my best friend. He will always be my best friend. The very he is the very reason I live. He's the very reason I breathe. And you know, I'm married and I have four children and I have a amazing job that the Lord blessed me with. Um, doesn't pay as much as I'd like, but still, the Lord provided a job. But, you know, all that is nothing without him. Without him in my life, then there would be no more reason for any breaths to come out. Because he is truly my all in all. My joy everlasting. My exceeding great reward. You know, people talk about going to heaven and getting mansions and getting crowns and things like that. Well, I can tell you with all honesty and all sincerity that when I breathe my last and I leave this life and enter into the next, the only thing I want is him. And my joy is full. And so, if you don't know him, then ask him to prove himself to you. I'm not going to ask you to say some prayer, because all you would have to do really is just believe him and trust him. I said a prayer, like the ones they say in church, millions of times before I finally believed that it worked. But you know, the Lord isn't after Jesus. He's not after words. He's not after some specific formula. He's after your heart because he loves you. And the love he has for you is honestly beyond comprehension. And I can never put into adequate words a way to describe the heart of the Father towards you and how faithful he is going to be to the words he's spoken over you and how faithful he's going to be in his love for you that no matter where you are, no matter what you do, he will never leave you. He will never turn his back on you. He has given everything he has for you. 
which was his son Jesus Christ. And all your sins he died for. So all the guilt and all the shame you can let go of because you know he died for you. And he took all that guilt, he took all that shame, he took all the punishment for all that sin upon himself once for all so that you could walk in some what you would determine a newness of life. The Bible says that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, um, we talk about worship at times. And um, if you're not familiar with going to church, um, you see people worshiping for, or if you've gone to church and you see people worshiping church services, and it's usually five minutes here or 15 minutes, and it's um, this, this, and then this, and then it's over. And You know, worship isn't really like that. Worship is supposed to be an outpouring of your heart. It's supposed to be something that just pours out of you because of how you feel about him. You know, the Bible says the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And, you know, it becomes part of your very nature to worship him. You know, there's a verse in the Bible where it says in Revelation that countless numbers will stand before him and cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. They term him the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. A lamb that was holy and without spot and without blemish who is the only one worthy of glory. He's the only one worthy of any honor and any praise because we are redeemed because of him. We are saved because of him. We are sanctified because of him. We have received freedom and liberation and victory because of him. We have overcome the enemy because of him. We have a new name and a new identity as children of God because of him. You know, um, at Christmas times they say that they have that stupid saying, Jesus is the reason for the season. And I say stupid because it gets annoying after a while because, you know, he's the reason not for the season. He's the reason for everything. And I mean that. Jesus is absolutely in every possible, conceivable way the reason for everything. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, give us a call. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Um, in just a few moments, um, we'll be joined by Chris Herzog. Um, but before that, um, we're going to have um, a minute to pray. Um, I need to get back in the habit of doing this. Um, in the very beginning, um, when we started doing these shows a couple months ago, probably like seven months ago, we would um, take a moment during each show to pray for those people who are sick. Um, and so we're going to do that now. Um, so the way this works is, um, my name's Sean. I have um, absolutely no healing ability anywhere in my body, but the Lord Jesus does. And his word says that by his stripes we're healed. And he said in the scripture, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. The Bible says in First John, if we know that he hears us, we know we have the petitions we ask. Jesus said, if you would have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to a mountain to be removed, and it would be. And he said, whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive the things you ask. By his stripes, we're healed. And so we're going to come to get, come into agreement, me, you, every other person who's listening on the air right now, or through the archives. And we're going to all stand before the Father and come into agreement, um, not that we can pray good, but that his word is true. And we're going to come into agreement with the Father on what he has already said. And we're going to believe that his word is true in your life. And so whatever part of your body that um, you have an issue with, um, whether it's something really simple like an earache or um, a headache or something serious like a disease, um, I want you to take one of your hands and put it on just lay it on whatever part of your body you're having an issue with. And if there's someone that you know who's sick or needs healing and you can't, and if you're near them, just place your hand on them. And if you can't be near them, just place your hand on some part of your body that signifies whatever part of their body is sick. And we're going to trust the Lord. Father God, Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord God, you said that by your stripes we are healed. So, Father, right now, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father, we ask for complete and total healing on these that are agreeing, Father. For these that are sick, Father, right now, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we rebuke every spirit of sickness every disease, we command you to go in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Right now, we command every ear to come unstopped, Father. We command complete and total restoration of hearing in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we command every single disease to go in the name of Jesus. Every disease, Father, for anyone who has lupus right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we command it to go in the name of Jesus. right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. Lord, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father, 
Father, every bit of arthritis to be gone in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we rebuke the enemy, and we speak life into their bodies in the name of Jesus, Father. We speak complete and total restoration, Father. We speak restoration miracles, Father. Lord, that those who have lost limbs, Father, <laughs> Father, that right now in your name, Jesus, for your glory, you will restore those legs right now, Father, that those legs will grow out in the name of Jesus Christ. Through your blood, Jesus, Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, we give you glory. Jesus, we give you honor. And we give you all the praise for everything, Father. Jesus, for you are exalted high and above everything. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You are faithful and true, Jesus, to fulfill your word. Holy Spirit, touch every one of these with your presence. Father, fill them with a joy that's inexpressible and full of glory. Fill them with your presence from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, Lord. Once again, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. I'm finding myself at a loss for words. thing I need is to be heard, but to hear what you would say, word of God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see, your majesty
Praise God, we're back. Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for the rest of the evening. Just taking some time to worship God, you know, speaking to nations. The reason we play that song is it's more than just a song. It's a declaration. It's a prayer. It's a praise. It's a confession. You know, sometimes prayer is warfare. Sometimes praise and prayer go hand in hand. You know, the Lord said it's time for the saints to get the high praises of God in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hands. That means it's time for warfare. There's a reason we're told to endure hardship like a good soldier. And God calls us to wake up and stand at attention, to be watchmen on the wall, to take our place in his army. You know, yes, we are children of the Most High God. Yes, you can call us sons and daughters, but you know what? The bottom line, we're in a war. There's casualties in war, especially when things aren't strategically planned and thought through. And God talks about wise men considering and how fools just rush in and do things without considering So Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The word of the Lord stands forever. It basically says this, The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of the Lord stands forever. That's Isaiah 40, verse 8. Just a scripture for thoughts of the day. I just want you to meditate on that. See, whatever plans that you make, unless the Lord has declared those plans, They will come to nothing. Whatever desires you have, unless the Lord's given you those desires, they can come to nothing. See, the grass withers, and even the flowers fade. The one thing that remains, the things that are of the Spirit. See, the things in this world, the carnality of this world, the carnality of our thinking, The temporal, see, that's why they call them temporal. They're temporary. The things of the spirit, the things of eternal life, the things that have value in God's kingdom are the things that are seasoned with the words of God, defined by the words of God, in line and in alignment, in tune with, in position with, the plans and the purposes and the words and the wisdom of God. So the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. So if you want permanence in your life, if you want things to last in your life, make sure that they are seasoned by the word of God. Make sure God has his seal of approval on those things See, we live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth.
we live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth.
All right, well, praise God, we're back. This is Prayer International Radio. And my name is Chris Herzog. If you want to call in, 619-638-8458. If you want to check out the chat room that's opened up, feel free to get in there. You can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And you can also check out the website, www.prayerinternational.org. So we are going to go one more song, and then we're going to get into the Word of God. Healing rain falling down. Healing rain falling down. Healing rain is 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 falling down. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Healing rain is falling down. Yeah. 
Oh, I praise God. The healing ring. You know? Something about that song I love so much. I think something the Lord loves so much. You know, it's in his presence that we find refreshing. You know, refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. That's what the book of Acts tells us. If you need to be refreshed, just like that rain refreshes, you've got to call upon his name. You've got to call upon the Spirit of the Lord. So we call, Father, tonight in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for the rain. Lord, we thank you for the healing rain. We thank you for the Holy Spirit of God. We thank you for the Spirit of Christ, Lord Jesus. You said that by your stripes we are healed. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that not only are you healing bodies, Lord, but you're healing minds. You're bringing peace which passes all understanding, Father. You said, he who keeps his mind on me, I will keep him in perfect peace. Father, we pray, Lord, help us to set our minds on you. Help us to set our affections on things above. Help us to set our minds on your holy word, Lord. We just give you praise, Father. We just give you praise, Father, because you said you would finish what you started in our lives. You said you were faithful to perform it. You're faithful to perform the word, to hasten the word over our lives, the word you've declared over us, the things you're declaring over us. You will help us because you said you were in us to want to do of your good pleasure. Father, we pray your will be done and your kingdom come tonight. Father, as we open up your word, reveal yourself to us. Reveal your love to us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so Isaiah 40 We're going to shift gears tonight Alright, so Isaiah 40 We're going to take this chapter for Oh, about 15 minutes And then we'll shift gears Alright, chapter 1 Verse 1 rather Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, says your God. See, God wants comfort. If you're going through a situation in your life, you need peace. You just need a stillness. Maybe things are in such a hurry. Maybe there's drastic, dramatic change going on in your life right now. Seasons change. Things are changing. Sometimes that transition can be rough. 
sometimes circumstances can be rough. Sometimes being straight in the center of the will of God, walking with the word of God, you know, sometimes all hell will come against you. And you need comfort. There's a reason Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but when I do, there's one coming. The comforter, the paraclete, the one who walks alongside of parakletos in the Greek, the comforter, the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. When you read that in the Greek, and Jesus used the word comforter, the word comforter was parakletos, parakletos, which is equivalent or similar to, and you can do an in-depth Greek word study if you want to, but it means one who walks beside, one who walks with, the comforter, somebody who will walk with you. And that's who the Holy Spirit is. He's in us to will and to do of the Father's good pleasure. We need to realize that. God wants us to be comforted. All right. See, there's a reason I need 15 minutes to teach a three-minute chapter. Because I talked a lot. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cried to her that her warfare is accomplished, her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received the Lord's hand double all her sins, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God every valley shall be exalted every mountain, every hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, see God says if you're going to a valley he will exalt you every mountain that you stand facing in your life, every barrier, he will make it low. Now, this is the Old Testament now. Sounds a lot like what Jesus said about speaking to your mountain. He says, the crooked will be made straight and the rough places will be made smooth. Have there been things in your life that are rough? Have they been rough because of things you've done or things you've allowed or things you've created? Well, trust God to smooth things over by the Holy Spirit. He says he'll give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, right? The garment of praise for heaviness. He's saying he will make the crooked things in your life straight. Verse 5, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. That's the whole deal right there. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice said, cry, and say, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, 
All goodliness thereof is as flowering of the field. Grass withers and the flower fades because the spirit of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people is bad. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Sound familiar? O Zion, that bring us good tidings. Get thee up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem, that bringeth good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up and be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. What's what's God saying here? What's the equivalent here for us? Let's break it down. Look. Allow the Spirit of God to come into your life. Allow the glory of the Lord to be revealed. Let God breathe on every crooked thing in your life and make it straight. Let God take every valley and let it be exalted. And when he begins to repair the wasted things and begin to turn things around in your life, then you speak up with your voice and you begin to declare to all flesh, to all men, to all people. And you begin to declare because the Spirit of the Lord begins to blow upon it. Just like verse 7 says, the Spirit of the Lord blows upon it. And God, verse 9 says, good tidings, good tidings are coming. So lift up your voice with strength and don't be afraid. Speak to people and tell them, behold your God. Verse 10, behold, the Lord God will come with strong hands and his arm shall rule. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. But don't worry, he will feed you like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them with his, with his bosom. And shall gently lead those that are with young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. And met out the heavens with the span. Or met, basically measured out the heavens with the tapes. Taking the tape measure and figured out how big heaven is. Who has seen how big the hand of God is and comprehended the dust of the earth and measured it, or weighed the mountains on scales and weighed the hills in the balance? Verse 13. Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord? Or being his counselor, who has taught God? What Isaiah is saying here is, who are you? Who do you think you are? You with your Coke can-sized brain. And you're going to dictate to God and tell God why he has to do this and that. And God says, no. I'm God who has weighed mountains and hills with a measure. Who has taken a tape measure to the from one end of heaven to the other. What man has done that? See, until you've been able to do that, don't don't talk to God like he owes you anything. Did you direct the spirit of the Lord? Are you God's counselor? Can you teach God something? Verse 13. 
Verse 14 says, With whom does God take counsel, and who instructs God, teaches him in the path of judgment? Who teaches him knowledge, shows him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop in the bucket. They are counted as small as dust of the balance. Behold, to take it up an island is a very little thing. Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beast there is sufficient for a burnt offering. All the nations before him, verse 17, are nothing. And they are counted to him as less than nothing in vanity. Verse 18, to whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare unto him? Let's just stop there. So who are you going to compare to God? And do you measure up and compare to God? And if not, then who are you? And just like Jesus came to Peter and he said, Peter, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Jesus said, you have answered well. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter. If you begin to allow the Spirit of God to work in your heart, listen, men and women, if you begin to allow the Spirit of God to work in your heart, and you allow Him to call you to attention, and you listen to Him speaking to your heart, asking you, who are you? And you realize in the multitude of things you're just a drop in the bucket compared to the galaxies and the planets and the everything that we're surrounded by, really. Humble yourself in the sight of God. Find humility. Find a way to cast your pride to the wayside. Humble yourself in the sight of God. Reach out to God. Call out to God. Listen. God is waiting for you to take His counsel, for you to be filled with His Spirit, for you to be filled with His desires, for you to fall in line and come in alignment with His will. His plan and purpose for your life. See, it's up to you to discover what you were created to do. God's already laid out the plan. It's just your journey to discover it. Like a treasure hunt. And as you seek, you'll find. As you begin to seek out God, as you begin to knock Knock and knock and knock. God will begin to open up doors, doors of relationships, friendships, opportunities. Things that you never dreamed you will do things above and beyond what you could ever ask or think.
And to whom will you liken God? Well, who will you compare him to? The workman melts a graven image, verse 19. And the goldsmith spreadeth over gold and casteth gold, silver chains. What he's saying is these guys took all this metal and built these graven images. And just in our life, we take all these idols. We think our gold and our silver and the things that we purchase and the things that we set up in our homes and the things that we give glory and honor and praise to, the accomplishments of our hands, the works of our hands. We praise the works of our own hands before we praise the living God. Verse 22 says, it's God that sits on the circle of the earth. So listen to this. Verse 29 says, he gives power to the faint. To them that have no power, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you wait on the Lord, He will renew your strength. He will strengthen you in His presence. He will strengthen you in His presence. Renew their 
Father, grant us faith, Lord, give us more faith as your people. The Lord, help us to reveal Christ. Show us your glory, Father, and help us to reveal that glory to the world. Now, Father, we just speak blessings over every man, every woman, every child that's listening tonight. Call out to the north, south, east, west, as Father, to give up the harvest. To fill the earth with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea, Father. Your will be done, your kingdom will come. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.